Next on BYU Sports Nation, game night is a go for BYU hoops. Both teams, what are the expectations for the men and women? No more Sioni Taki Taki at BYU, but is there still a lot to be excited about for the Cougars at the linebacker position? Plus, our latest and one picks. Who's mailing it in for the lead tonight? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. What is good? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Thursday, January 17th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with future car salesman Jason Shepard. This should be your title. I don't think people realize that one of your superpowers is the ability to find really good deals on used cars. How do I monetize it is the real question. (laughs) So you obviously have found yourself many cars. You have helped Jerem find a car. Uh You have now helped me find a car. Correct. Recently helped my sister find a car, sold a car to my other sister. (laughs) Yeah, I've done that all in the last uh, year. Yes. So there you go. So, uh, yes, and you have not asked for a finder's fee, which I appreciate. I wouldn't have given you one anyway. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, like that's that's one of your superpowers. You you really get into that. But you helped me find – we bought my wife uh, a used car the other day, and uh, I I appreciate all of your help in that. Black leather heated seats. Hope you're watching, Heather, (laughs) and I hope you love your new purchase. Again, can somebody help me monetize this as, like, the middle guy? If you hate car shopping and you want someone to find yourself a good deal, like, can can there be a monetized middle guy? Hey, I'll make all your car shopping worries go away. Let me do the searching and the finding, and I'll just present you with options. You can choose. And then for a small fee. (laughs) (laughs) An ever so small fee. To uh, be determined. Yeah, exactly. We'll make it happen. Oh, here's today's show lineup. No fee attached to this. Former BYU basketball coach Steve Cleveland joins us and answers the question in terms of fair expectations, specifically for Nick Emery, not just tonight, but this season, that in 15 minutes. Jason, I know you've mailed in your and one picks, but did Jerem mail his in? I mean, literally, did he mail them in because he's not on the show? Today? No, no, no. He actually did them uh, okay. in person. All right. Uh, but, yes, he did mail them in, <sighs> you know, so to speak. He's happy to be back in the game. Yes. 30 minutes away from that, and we get to know the foe. It's been too long since we've done this. How much do you know about the waves of Pepperdine? Ben Bagley delivers some trivial gems in about 40 minutes. Yeah, he said we've got some really good ones. I'm hoping it's not one of those situations where he overpromises and underdelivers. As long as Willie the Wave is in there somewhere, <laughs> like how tall is the hair on Willie the Wave or something to that effect, we're in a good I'm still place. hoping there's a Malibu Barbie reference at okay. some point. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball at Pepperdine in Malibu tonight. The Cougars... If you're new to the program, well, they've struggled historically at Firestone Fieldhouse with an overall record of four and five. BYU has lost four of the last five in the Waves gym. One last year in overtime. Dave Rose says his team, man, they've got to find energy on the road. That's our challenge is that we got to we got to compete at a really high level together as a group with urgency for long periods of time. And we got to find that within ourselves. We're not going to get a lot of help from uh, the fans, and hopefully our guys are up to the task. 
Coverage begins 10 p.m. Eastern, 8 Mountain on BYU Radio. BYU women's basketball hosting 13th-ranked Gonzaga tonight at the Marriott Center. The Cougars 6-0 in West Coast Conference play. The Zags are 5-0. You can watch the game 9 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV. Shone Takitaki has interviewed with the Detroit Lions and New York Jets at the East-West Shrine game per Walter Football's Charlie Campbell. Other reports have Takitaki meeting with the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego the Dallas Cowboys, and the Denver Broncos as well. He's moving up some boards, baby. Hey, get those meetings. You no. know, that, uh, that's not a bad thing. And BYU Women's Gymnastics currently ranks sixth nationally in the Road to the Nationals rankings. The Cougars 196.475 against Utah is the sixth highest score posted nationally this season. Well done, ladies. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. We just gave you the backdrop that BYU men's basketball has consistently struggled at Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu against Pepperdine. Perhaps it's the view from campus. It is very gorgeous and distracting. But it's weird that BYU has found more success in Spokane at Gonzaga than they have at Pepperdine in Malibu. One of the crazier stats that we've ever encountered. So, with a new coach for the Waves, Lorenzo Romar taking over for Marty Wilson, and BYU trying to find its groove in league play. Jason, is it fair to expect BYU to beat the Waves in Malibu tonight? Is it fair? Yeah, it's fair. BYU can absolutely win this game tonight. I understand the history, but they won there the last time they played. As you mentioned, they won in overtime. We know BYU can score. BYU comes into this game averaging 83 points per game. Pepperdine is at 78. The determining factor will be on the defensive end. And the team played significantly better defense in the last two home games, which, quite frankly, you would expect because, number one, they were at home, and then, obviously, the opponents. But in talking with the guys this week, I really got the feeling they feel like they've taken a step forward defensively. The focus of practice this week was defense. And in talking with Yoli, who, by the way, will be my player pregame interview tonight on BYU Radio, he, he really seemed excited for this opportunity and to take what they've learned over the last week and a half being back home and take it out on the road. Now BYU just needs to make sure they execute that game plan. You just heard from Dave Rose talking about playing together, getting that energy. I think that's on. We know they can score. It's can they do that defensively? I, I, I think it's absolutely fair to, to expect BYU to go in and win this game tonight. They can do this. There's no question. Jason thinks it's fair. Let me remind you that BYU on the road is giving up 94 points a game defensively. I know, I know, Pepperdine is not Mississippi State and – they're not Nevada, but is Pepperdine Weber State? Because Weber State scored 113 against BYU. We think the Cougars have figured some things out defensively since giving up 113 to the Wildcats in Ogden. But it is a disconcerting trend. And before I give you my final answer, consider our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Since joining the West Coast Conference, the average BYU at Pepperdine score, seven seasons, has been 75-73 waves. They are averaging a two-point win at home. How about that? BYU won in 2012 their inaugural season in the WCC and in 2018 in overtime by five. 
The Waves averaging a two-point win, 75-73. And, yes, I just said BYU's given up 94-game defensively, Jason. <laughs> Doesn't that just make you feel so good inside? It's, it's, a, it's a crazy number to think about. But I think it is fair to expect BYU to win tonight. The Cougars average six more points a game than the Waves. They are shooting 3 to 4% better from the field than the Waves. They are out-rebounding the Waves by five more rebounds per game. They out-assist the Waves. They out-block the Waves. Yes, BYU should be expected to win this game. Pepperdine's 9-9, nine and nine, and I know. This is not a juggernaut team in the West Coast Firestone Conference. Fieldhouse is a weird thing. BYU got rid of that monkey last year. They couldn't win there. They found a way to win in overtime against a team that was motivated, playing hard for their coach, Marty Wilson. He had announced that he was leaving. The monkey's off the back. Yes, it's fair to expect BYU to win this game. Okay, BYU women's basketball, as we mentioned, they're also in action tonight, and they're on a roll right now, having won eight in a row. They're atop the WCC standings at 6-0 and with a huge game on tap against ranked Gonzaga. So since we asked this question for the men's game tonight, We'll do the same for the women. Is it fair to expect BYU women's hoops to beat 13th-ranked Gonzaga tonight? Oh, good grief. Is it fair to expect BYU to beat one of the top 13 teams in the country? Probably not, Jason. I, that doesn't mean I don't want to see BYU do well. There is a very big difference between wanting, hoping, pleading, and expecting This Gonzaga team is the best they've had in a very long time. Now, the one bit of hope I am holding on to that is louder than the rest is this game's in Provo. Yep. And BYU has figured out a way to win some tough games. And they have some good wins on the resume, including against TCU, formidable foe. But BYU hasn't beaten a team like Gonzaga. And even though this is in Provo, I can't say, yep, BYU's going to win. Expect it. They're going to knock off the 13th-ranked team in the country. They're going to take over first place in the West Coast Conference. Don't worry about Lara Stockton. Don't worry about Zakira Rice. Like, Gonzaga's loaded. They've got multiple future WNBA players on their team. They're a projected four seed in the NCAA tournament. BYU right now on the bubble as one of the last four in. I can't say, yes, expect it. The team will show up expecting to win. But as an analyst, no, I I can't say that I expect it. Want it, don't expect it. Yeah, with this game, and I think one of the – there are two factors that are leading me to say, yes, I expect it. It's fair to expect it. Number one, as you mentioned, this game is in Provo. That, That is an advantage, certainly, being able to be at home. And I think it's a big one for BYU. Gonzaga's won 12 in a row. They're ranked. They're very good. Okay, I don't – So you're – the things you're telling me are are – how come you're expecting no, no, BYU get, to win? I'm getting there. Okay, okay. I'm getting there. Okay. I don't think they faced a guard line like they will tonight mm, against right. BYU, speaking of Gonzaga. Right. Chase Gonzalez-Johnson, an amazing trio offensively. BYU needs to find a way to handle Gonzaga in the post. You heard Jeff Judkins talking about that. That's one of the things that Gonzaga does so well is their post play. So BYU certainly needs to find a way to handle that And it, but because I think – But I think the Bulldogs are going to struggle defending what BYU brings in terms of the guard line. So I I think with the play, what we've seen from these guards, the fact that it's home, yeah, I I think it's fair to expect a win tonight. Mm. I mean, it's not going to be easy. There's no question. But, yeah, I think it's fair. I love your optimism. Where are the blue goggles? Put the blue goggles on. Convince me. Convince me. That I should expect BYU to beat the third. The reigning WCC Player of the Week, Paisley Johnson. (laughs) 
is coming off a week where she was averaging 25 points. Okay. You have the best freshman in the conference. Okay. Brenna Chase, a seasoned vet that also is scoring in double figures. Okay? Sarah Hampson, I promise you they have not faced, speaking of Gonzaga, somebody that can block shots okay. and alter shots like Sarah Hampson. Okay. Am I, am I, am I swaying you? <laughs> The bedazzled blue goggles are swaying me a bit, that's for sure. I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> oh, okay. I like, I like BYU's chances at home. I do. I just, I'm not to the point where I am saying, yes, I expect BYU to be undefeated in conference and uh, alone atop beating Gonzaga. Like, it, it, this game is going to be really, really good. I expect BYU women's basketball to win every home game. Oh, okay. All right. I do. Including Gonzaga, clearly. Yes. Wow. All right. BYU and Gonzaga tonight, live on BYU TV, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain Time for the matchup of the year in the West Coast Conference to date. Now to football, Jason. Sione Takitaki continues to impress high-level scouts and NFL analysts. Notable guys on Twitter all tweeting about Sione Takitaki and how all of these teams want to interview him. Most recently, the Cowboys and the Broncos and the Chargers are all high on Sione, making us wonder, hey, maybe he will get drafted. But then it makes us concerned because now we're asking, mm-hmm. uh, how does BYU fill the void left by Sione Takitaki at linebacker next season? Losing Sione is a big deal, certainly. It, it, he was such a consistent player and it was all season, quite frankly, throughout his career. When he was on the field, he was a consistent player. His versatility was also a big reason why he was successful at BYU. It's also going to be a reason why he will be successful at the next level. Now, with that said, though, every year, teams have to replace players who either graduate or leave the program. BYU's in a great place to do that because of the return of Zane Anderson from injury and okay. the play of Isaiah Kafusi. Okay. Having Zane back gives the linebackers a veteran presence to go along with those younger players who got the experience and are returning. The other thing is I also just don't worry about BYU's linebackers. That has always been a position of strength for the Cougars. The history of players that have come through this program at that position is really special. Losing productive linebackers is tough, but historically, the Cougars have guys ready to step up at that position, and I would ex- wouldn't expect anything less this upcoming season. Okay, the, my question is, because BYU ran into trouble when some of their star linebackers couldn't play. Uh, they had to move Sione Takitaki to middle linebacker mm-hmm. to compensate for losing Zane Anderson. And they had Adam Pulsifer and Butch Powell on the bench, and Riggs Powell came in and made some plays. Those guys are seniors, Jason. They gone. So Isaiah Kafusi gets healthy. Zane Anderson's coming off injury. He gets healthy. Who's the third guy? See, that's the question. And who's the fourth guy? Well, see, it's the third guy and then the depth. I, I think, like, Isaiah Kafusi played phenomenal last year. It was such a shame to see him have to leave that Utah game, especially when it happened. Because that certainly was one of the factors that kind of turned things around a little bit. But his play was great. We know how good Zane is. And coming back and being able to have another year was big for the not only the linebackers, but the defense in general. So, But, yeah, it's, it's who's that third linebacker? Where's the depth coming from? Those are still some of the question marks. But, again, I just don't worry about the linebackers at BYU. They always get guys that can play that position at a high level. Is there an impact freshman, whether true or redshirt, coming off of a mission that can step in and make a big difference? Because 
Isaiah Kafusi and Zane Anderson, we know, can ball. Who's the third guy? And in my mind, more importantly, who's the fourth guy, yeah. Jason? BYU needs depth. They got burned super hard late. Maybe they play more of a nickel, and they bring up a safety to be kind of that hybrid linebacker safety Which they've position. done a lot of. And they found success doing in the bowl game against Western Michigan. We'll see. But that's, that's my concern is, yeah, Zane and Jack, or excuse me, Zane and Isaiah make you feel better about Sione's void, but who are the third and fourth guys? Now for our question of the day, but not before how many days until BYU-Utah? Countdown to the Utes. To 25. Wow, are we that close? <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it. August like 29th tomorrow. is right around the Look, corner. I'm never going to shy away from a countdown. I it's love it. January 17th. And we're talking about the first game of next year. I love it. It's January 17th. Tell me there. Don't throw me. shade on the countdown. It's beautiful, okay? <laughs> Don't count down shame me, done okay? So Stop countdown shaming me. I love it, okay? <laughs> you should just go live on Facebook or Instagram live and, countdown. and do your countdown there, okay? <laughs> hey, join me in two minutes for my daily countdown to here's, the youth. Here's my countdown to my countdown. Holy yeah. cow. Uh, our question of the day, not surprisingly... Has nothing to do with football, Jason, because we're a ways away. It's about basketball tonight. What are your expectations for the BYU basketball teams tonight, men and women? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Shea Lawrence on Twitter. I'm thinking narrow wins for both teams. This is a road win the men should be able to get and a signature win for the women to maybe sniff the top 25 go Cougs. Oh, I can guarantee you BYU will break into the top 25 if they beat 13th-ranked Gonzaga tonight. I know they didn't get a single vote in the AP poll, but they've won eight in a row, and if they make it nine in a row and are in first place of the WCC after beating the 13th-ranked team in the country— they're going to be ranked. Yeah, that will be. Yeah, that, that's that. The will voters be. aren't buying BYU because they know this game's on the schedule. Yeah. If they see this, okay. Yeah, that'll be that would be nine wins and just and t- taking down a top fifteen. It'd be team. fifteen and three. Yeah. Yes. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, and am, am I here to pick or officiate in the and one? Well, can you officiate uh, Jerem's mailed-in picks? <laughs> Throw those out. We know he mailed them in. Good grief. And what can BYU take from two successful home games on the road to Malibu tonight? Former head coach Steve Cleveland joins us next with his expectations. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU women's basketball hosting 13th-ranked Gonzaga tonight at the Marriott Center. It's a big one. Watch on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Jason, do you still expect BYU's women's basketball team to beat Gonzaga? Yes, I do. What if I told you that Gonzaga's only losses to number one-ranked Notre Dame, they were competitive, they lost by 16, but a competitive game, and they have a win against eighth-ranked Stanford? (laughs) Hey, you don't lose your second game until you lose it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, I'm Spencer Linton alongside 
Oh, the always lovable Jason <laughs> Shepard. Love it. That was deep, by the way. What I just threw out at you. I know. It was deep. I appreciate that. BYUSN On Demand, downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. Whenever you feel like it, you can watch the show at BYUSN.com and experience BYU Sports Nation whenever, wherever, and however you prefer. Our question of the day. What are your expectations for the BYU basketball teams tonight, men and women? At Laser Sheep Answers on Twitter. These are both very intriguing matchups. The ladies are rolling, and they carry a lot of momentum into this game. Unfortunately, I think they lose tonight, but the men will win by 17-plus in their best road performance of the season. 17-plus. Let's just take a one-point win. Let's not get greedy and say 17-plus. BYU will win by one-plus tonight. Let's just say a win. Let's not, let's not, you know, specify anything. Wow, that's some serious confidence from Laser Sheep. Uh, is it only a Jerem Jordan thing, though? Because now I'm worried. Now I'm worried because the 17-plus has been mentioned. Like, the fact that it was mentioned, yeah, that I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm hoping, not a big fan of that. I'm hoping it's just correlated with uh, Jerem Jordan and, and he alone. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, former head basketball coach at BYU, friend of the program, Steve Cleveland. Coach, great to have you with us on a big game day. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I hope you guys are doing well. It's not like you're doing well. Yeah, yeah. You know, anytime we have Jason and his super optimistic outlooks on the set, it, it uh, makes everybody feel a little bit better. Now, we're interested to get your takes on what you expect from the BYU men tonight. They came home, speaking of the Cougars, took care of business against Portland and Santa Clara, but now they go to a place where they have historically struggled in WCC play. What are your expectations for the men tonight in Malibu? Well, I I expect them to have additional confidence that they got from beating Portland and beating Santa Clara in in a close game. I think that history, we know what, what it's been like for BYU there. I mean, They've lost in 14, 15, 16, and 17 in pretty close games. Last year they won an OT game. So it's been a tough place. The last five times they played there, they're one and four. However, I really thought going into the year that Pepperdine would be down a little bit, but Colby Ross, Eric Cooper, Darnell Dunn, they still have really, really good guard play. I think it's going to be a really difficult place to play. However, that being said, I think BYU matches up well with them. This is not a team that has a great deal of size. They're a little bit undersized. I think key to this game will be able to defend the guards, stay in front of them, don't let them go north-south and get where they want to get and have wide-open shots. It's not a great three-point shooting team, but it is an athletic team and a team that uh, BYU certainly isn't going to overlook. And, you know, and Pepperdine obviously uh, is always excited to play BYU. You mentioned the two games last week, both wins for BYU. What specifically do you think BYU can take from those games out on the road this week? I think, first of all, I mentioned it's just to increase confidence, number one. Number two is that, you know, they went with some different starting lineups. They went with some different folks. They had some success. They got 17 points uh, against Portland off the bench. Portland not being a very good basketball team, obviously. But the win at Santa Clara, beating Santa Clara, who was much improved, they shot the ball well from the three. Uh, Haas hit big shots. There was confidence there. They defended better. However, they did not defend the three very well. Santa Clara shot 45% from the three-point line. But I think there's confidence. I think there's an, an energy there. I think with the new lineup, I think there's some belief in, in going forward. Uh, but it's going to take more than that starting lineup. I mean, this, this is a game where the bench is going to have to score uh, 12, 14, 15 points if they expect to go there and win. But those are some of the things that I think that they took from it. Worthington's playing better and uh, providing leadership and a really strong work ethic. 
Steve Cleveland with us on BYU Sports Nation, previewing BYU at Pepperdine men's basketball tonight at Firestone Fieldhouse. A game tips off at 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain on ESPNU. Coach, you bring up the bench. Who are the bench guys that you think and feel need to step up for BYU tonight? Well, I, I think the guys that have been coming off the bench, certainly Celius is a guy that's been in a program a couple of years. We're, we're still kind of waiting and uh, on Nick and Hopefully, we're all hopeful that you know he'll have a breakout. Uh, it, it's obvious that I think Baxter's going to get more additional time now. Uh, he's athletic. He's going to get an opportunity. Uh, Nixon's not playing as much. Uh, but I, I would say that's where it starts. Hartnett, Jashir, I don't think he's still cleared to play. That, that's a tough situation. But, uh, but, but certainly, yes, and Emery are guys coming off the bench and Baxter, guys coming off the bench that can play at this level. And, uh, and, and they're going to need to play really well if, if the expectation is to try to go in and win both these games. You mentioned Nick Emery. Are the expectations for him, and I'm talking about from outside, I'm not talking within, but are, the, are they unfair at this point of his comeback, do you think? Yeah, I, I don't think people realize. I mean, not, none of us can really understand what Nick's gone through the past 12 months. I'm sure he has his own expectations and, and is probably disappointed. But the last 12 months, emotionally, mentally, physically, it's been tough. And that being said, I think we know that we saw him as a freshman average 16 points a game. We saw him as a sophomore average 13. We love that aggressive, all-out style of play. I still believe in my heart that uh, there will be a time in this season where Nick it breaks out of it and he'll have a really positive impact uh, on this team. And I'm hoping that that starts tonight. But I know, I know it's there. I know there are a lot of things going on, and I think you know your emotional mindset has to be right to be successful at this level. But uh, I think Nick has, is driven. I, I know that it's not been easy, but I am quite certain, just knowing Nick, that uh, he expects more of himself. And, and I, I think we're going to see it, to be honest with you. Coach, you've worked with all types of personalities and handled all types of situations. So if you were to have a conversation with Nick right now, what would you say to him before the BYU-Pepperdine game? You know, I, I, would, I would tell him how much I believed in him, I, how much I trusted in him. I think I'd go back and watch film um, and maybe have done that before we even went on the road trip to watch film in 2016 and 2017 and let him have the mindset, get out and defend, attack off the dribble, get to the free throw line. You know, the free throws, he, big free throws he made had a huge, huge role in that win at Pacific. And, but he can get out there and defend. He can get out and attack off the dribble. And certainly this team is about – pounding that thing to Yoli and PJ, the two of them. have, But there, there is a place for a third guy. And in my mind, it's a different guy, it seems, every game. I, I still believe that Nick can be that guy. And so as a coach, you know, I mean, it, it's, it may be a situation where I get in a practice facility and just spend time with him by himself, just the two of us, and having those conversations, doing everything you can to let him know that I trust him, that I believe in him, and that, and that he can do this. And, and don't get down when it doesn't go well. Just keep competing. You'll work your way through it. But I always like watching film, and I think watching film of him being successful and even him making shots during the course of the year helps that mindset. Coach Rose said that he's known Lorenzo Romar. He said probably 25 years or so. He used to come down, he said, and recruit guys from Dixie. 
This is a guy that's a, a very accomplished college basketball coach, speaking of Coach Romar. And, and honestly, he's taken the same personnel from last year and has them playing better on both ends. They're averaging about 10 more points than they did last year. They're giving up five points less. How has he influenced this Pepperdine team? Well, I, I think, number one, when there's a coaching change, there's new energy, there's new schemes, and everybody kind of buys in. They want to be better than they were. The other thing is they're one year older, too. And, and they had some young players, and now they're a year later. They've learned some lessons. And, you know, they had USF. I mean, they're, they're basically up on USF with 26 seconds to go. They had a chance to win that game. USF, you know, came back and beat them. But uh, this has kind of been the surprise team for me. We'll see what happens over the long course of things here. But Lorenzo has been playing at a, lot, a very high level with a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm. And he, and, he, and he does have good guards. And Cameron Edwards is, is a legitimate. He's a little undersized big, but he's very active. So the pieces were there. The pieces were there. I think they came in with a new system. Guys have gotten confidence in it. And, and really, I think, have been the surprise team in the WCC. Coach, right now we're a quarter of a way or a quarter of the way through the West Coast Conference campaign. BYU 3-1 and one, and alone in second place. What's a fair expectation having seen what you've seen from the Cougars through 19 games a season, as to where they will finish when the West Coast Conference regular season is wrapped up? You know, uh, that's kind of where, realistically, the, you know, this, this road trip will determine a lot of this because you go into Pepperdine and San Francisco and win, now you're looking at possibly being a, you know, being a second-place team. I, I think this is still Gonzaga's lead until somebody proves it differently, and they've been so dominant that uh, – so they've had, you know, close games. I mean, it's not that they can't be beat. Uh, certainly they can be beat. But I think it's fair to assume that, that BYU can still finish in the top three. But this road trip, they go, if they go and get swept in this road trip, that, that, that's going to be really difficult to dig out of that and, and finish in the top three. Right now you've got to look at San Francisco. They're 14-3, and three, 45 Kim Palm, NC2A at-large team. They're playing with a lot of confidence. They had a great opportunity to beat Gonzaga at home. I will say this about USF. BYU can guard USF. They, they are better defending a Princeton team where they're going east-west instead of north-south. Yes, there are back cuts, but I've watched Coach Rose's teams. They've always been really successful in guarding that. I think, I think they, they're just set up better to guard a, a Princeton offense than they are one that is constantly attacking off ball screens and, and, and breaking people down where BYU struggles at times in guarding the ball. It's about matchups, and uh, I think yeah, sometimes we overlook that. Coach, great stuff, great insight. We appreciate you joining the program, as always, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, take care, guys. Bye-bye. Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. It is a big week. It's not just tonight. I mean, it, this whole week, I this agree. is a big – this determines a lot I'm on board forward. with him and, and the thought. This, the next four games – will play a huge yep. factor in determining how BYU finishes the back half. Like if they can win two road games, and I know highly unlikely as far as the percentages and numbers go, if they can win two road games and be 5-1, and one, look yep. out. Then they're feeling really good. You talk about confidence. Confidence is sky high at that point. Oof. Malibu, California. How well do we know thee? We will find out coming up in Know the Foe. How much do you know about Malibu Barbie, really, is what you're getting at, Jason. I know nothing. And next, I look to extend my slim one-point lead as we reveal tonight's and one picks for the game between BYU and Pepperdine. This is BYU Sports Nation.
Coming up on Wednesday, February 6th, help us celebrate National Signing Day on BYU Sports Nation. Hear from head coach Kalani Satake and other coaches as we introduce you to the newest batch of BYU football players in a two-hour special from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern time. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with another look at today's headlines. BYU men's basketball at Pepperdine in Malibu tonight. The Cougars have struggled historically in Firestone Fieldhouse. They've lost four of the last five there. However, they won last year in Malibu in overtime. Perhaps have overcome a mental barrier. Head coach Dave Rose says his team has got to take the energy on the road because the fans aren't going to bring it. Coverage begins at 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain on BYU Radio. Surprisingly, not named after Roy Firestone. You're going to make me cry, Jason. That's <laughs> what I think of every time I hear Firestone Fieldhouse. <laughs> BYU women's basketball hosting 13th-ranked Gonzaga tonight at the Marriott Center. The Cougars 6-0 in WCC play. Zags 5-0. Watch the game on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Zags are uh, 16-1. Or, sorry, 15-1, Jason. 15-1. The one loss to the number one-ranked team in America in a close game. Yep. <laughs> Sione Takitaki interviewed with the Detroit Lions and New York Jets at the East-West Shrine game per Walter Football's Charlie Campbell. Other reports have Takitaki meeting with and garnering interest from the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego, Dallas Cowboys, and Denver Broncos. Some of you are saying, why does he say Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego? Because that's what they are. In the greater Orange County area. They always will be. Yeah. BYU Women's Gymnastics currently ranked 6th nationally in the Road to the Nationals rankings. The Cougars 196.475 against Utah is the 6th highest score posted nationally this year. Good for the ladies. Let's get to Nationals. It's time for And One. We give picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. We give two picks. The first pick worth two points, and if we get that one right... Well, then we can pick up the extra point with our second pick. Thanks to Jerem Jordan absolutely mailing it in and just, I don't know, picking things like BYU will make a three-pointer. <laughs> okay, maybe not that bad. He has climbed back into the race. It is now 8-7 in my favor. Jason, how many points do you have? Um, well, since I've only picked maybe two, uh, I'm not even showing up in the standings. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm It's unfair uh, to do this to you. It really is unfair, and I, I appreciate you acknowledging that. Um, but we'll continue to do it, so. Okay, <laughs> first, Jerem's picks. Would you please yes. tell us about Jerem's amazing picks? Jerem's two-pointer. He really said this. BYU will win. Jerem, come on, man. BYU's a 61-plus percent chance of winning, according to ESPN's basketball power. Index. I asked him about this. He thinks that's a really good pick because of the history. So he stands behind the BYU will win two-pointer. Jerem. His and one. And one. A bench player will score 10 plus. It's not bad. That's not bad. It's fine. That's, yeah. It's, okay. it's decent. It's decent. BYU will win. Here's what I hate about that pick. Because clearly this is BYU Sports Nation. And we all want BYU to win. But I don't want Jerem to win. Oh. And now I'm conflicted. You're not conflicted. You're willing to give up a point to Jerem for BYU win tonight at Pepperdine. Be honest. Yes, that's true. It's fine. That's it, true. You, you, you're the, the greater good. Exactly. It is the greater good. Well, the greater good. All right, Jason. Um, hold for a moment on your picks. Okay. I'd like to present mine. My two-pointer. BYU will lead at halftime. Now, before you say, how is that that much different than Jerem's? 
Can I remind you how bad BYU has been in the first half on the road consistently all season? They have not played well at Mississippi State, at UNLV, at Weber State, at Nevada. Like, BYU has not played well in the first half, Jason. Well, and, and, and they've given up leads heading into the break, whether, whether it's been at home or away. BYU will lead at halftime. Okay, and one. And one. Oh, feels right. Yoli Childs will have 12-plus rebounds. I think he's going to do some work against the undersized waves on the glass. I want Yoli to rebound with ferocity, baby. 12-plus rebounds. What do you have, Jason? All right, the moment that no one has been waiting for. My two-pointer, Nick Emery, will be BYU's third-leading scorer tonight. Comes in averaging just under six points per game. Okay. Am I and one? And one. How about the harmony? Is that the vocal point? <laughs> BYU will finish with single-digit turnovers. Wow, on the they road, They average Jason? 11.4. On the road? They will have no more than nine turnovers. They will take care of the ball. I need more of your positivity in my life. Like, I think I'm a really positive, optimistic person. You make me feel like I am the glass half empty guy. You are. You are. <laughs> I need I need more of this. All right. <laughs> I you know what you help people you help people find used cars. Uh-huh. I'll help you find more positivity. Thank you. How about Jason. that? All right. Thank you. Done. Deal. And I will take a fee. Zach, oh, okay. <laughs> coming up, Zach Blair finishes strong on the web.com tour, strong enough to make Sports Center. How about his beard? Holy cow. I hope you studied up on your history of Pepperdine and Malibu because the real test is next. We get to know the foe. How much do we know about the waves? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We've been talking about it. Men's basketball in Malibu facing Pepperdine tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern time. Listen to the game on BYU Radio. I will have pregame coverage for you starting at 10 Eastern time tonight. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a game day with our question of the day. What are your expectations for the BYU basketball teams tonight? At Colonel underscore James 83 answers on Twitter. Women's basketball Three guards in double figures with good bench play for a big win. Yep. Men's basketball. TJ and Yoli combined for 40-plus points with Nick Emery getting into double figures for a close, hard-fought win. He's kind of in line with what you're thinking. Colonel James is like right. We're like on the same wavelength here. Mail him some bedazzled blue goggles right now. (laughs) I met him. Oh, yeah. That's right. You did meet him. Yes. Okay. Well, th- listen. What's going on behind the scenes, Jason? No, 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 no. He came Colluding. in. He came in, said hello to me, said hello to Brian. All right. You guys were out gallivanting whatever, <laughs> and doing whatever you guys do. Of course we were. <laughs> so because that's what we do when we're not in studio. We gallivant. <laughs> Join the conversation 24-7 on social media using the hashtag BYUSN. All right. We've waited 44 minutes for this. Let's play Know the Foe. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? I don't know. We're about to find out. Ben Bagley, bring the heat with your quiz on the Pepperdine Waves. I'm trying to figure out what gallivanting looks like. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just think of prancing, which is super weird. I don't know. (laughs) I can see that with you and Jeremy. All right. Know the foe. 
First question. This one, uh, let's see. Jason won the coin toss, so he decided to defer. So Spencer will go first. Let's go. We just made that coin coin toss toss. up. So Spencer. coin toss involved. The Pepperdine campus was originally opened where? Multiple choice. You've got Malibu. You've got Huntington Beach, South Central L.A., or West Hollywood. I'm going to go with Huntington Beach. Mm. Oh. That would be South Central Los Angeles. Ooh. Really? They moved on up. Uh, clearly. I was going to say West Hollywood. <laughs> Don't I get to answer? No. No, Jason. Wait your turn. Know the rules of the game before you start playing. No, but Jason. I thought I got to like have make my pick just to see if I could get it right. No. All right. Your question, <laughs> Jason. What is flipper. the average high temperature in Malibu, California for the month of January? Okay. Is it 61 degrees, uh-huh. 67 degrees, mm-hmm. 75 degrees, or 64 degrees? I'm saying 75 degrees. Too warm. 64 degrees. Yep. That's a freezing 64 degrees or a high. People Tempe- wear coats when it's 64 it in Malibu. Like we got a we got a we got a weather front rolling in here. It's into the 60s. <laughs> All right, sticking on the weather front, Jason. This one for Spencer though. What is the average low in Malibu, California in the month of January? Is okay. it 61 degrees? Is it 57 degrees? Is it 54 degrees? Or is it 51 degrees? Um, it's going to be close. Like there's not much change there. So I'm going to say what was the high 50s optioning? It was a 57. 64 was the high. No, no, no. The, the high 50s one. The 57? Yeah, 57. 57 is my answer. Oh, come on. That would have been it's 51. It's 51. It's 51. 51. That much? Get that near close. the 40s? But, but it's a dry 51, so it's okay. A dry, a dry 51 on the beach? <laughs> next, to the, next to the ocean? <laughs> Oh. All right, Jason, back to you. Still looking for our first points of today to know the foes. It's happening right here. Positive. All right, Jason, five of Pepperdine's nine national championships came in which sport? Okay. Baseball, mm-hmm. golf, water polo, or volleyball? Actually, know this. Uh, I am going to say it has been in baseball. <laughs> volleyball. Yes. No half points for a second guess. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Can moving get on. One right, please. Spencer, we do not know the foe. Spencer, help us out here. Okay. This television series was filmed on the Pepperdine campus. Mm. You're going to give him the TV question. Is it Saved by the Bell, the College Years? Was it Battle of the Network Stars, Baywatch, or The Hills? Battle of the Network Stars. Yeah, yes. baby! Let's go! By the way, both the original from the 80s and the most recent version, both filmed on the Pepperdine campus. Okay. Good All right, you. Jason. So happy for you. You wanted a TV one, you get a TV one as well. Yes. Which of the following Facts of Life characters and cast members is a Pepperdine alum? Was it Charlotte Ray, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Edna Garrett? Mm-hmm. May she rest in peace. <laughs> Was it Lisa Weschel, a.k.a. Blair Warner? You don't need to tell me. I know who Blair is. <laughs> was it Kim Fields, a.k.a. Tootie? Mm-hmm. Or was it Mindy Cohn, Natalie Green? I believe that it is Tootie. That it is Kim Fields. Mm. Oh, no, she it looks is. the part. That is correct. Yeah. Wrong sound effects. I was going to say she looks the part. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I thought I that, that sounded familiar. Like I had heard that Kim Fields had, had graduated or at least gone to Or Pepperdine. maybe you just studied the notable alumni on Wikipedia before we did this <laughs> No, game. I did not. Yes. <laughs> I'll have to go someplace else to get And we got to say Tootie. <laughs> All right. 1-1 so far. 
Spencer, music right up your alley here. Okay. Which musical artist earned a communications degree from Pepperdine? Was it Montel Jordan? Was it Common? Was it Tony Braxton or was it LL Cool J? Oh, man. Ah, Montel Jordan. This yes. is how we do it, Spencer. Let's go. Let's go. go. You're, un you're, you're unbreaking my heart right now. All right. 2-1. Jason, we'll go to one of your strong points. We'll go basketball with you. Which okay. Hall of Fame basketball player played at Pepperdine? Was it Alex English? Was it Dennis Johnson? Maurice Cheeks or Wes Unseld? Oh. Um, I know this as well. Of course you do. Uh, can you give me those uh, answers again, please? What is this, a spelling bee? <laughs> can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Was it... Alex Johnson, or Alex English, yes. comma, uh -huh. Dennis Johnson, comma, mm -hmm. Maurice Cheeks, comma, or Wes Unsilled, period. I'm going to go Alex English. No, nope, Dennis Johnson. Dennis Sorry. Ah. DJ, baby. Sorry. All right, Spencer, you can seal the deal with this one. Do it. Which of the following football coaches has a degree from Pepperdine University? Was it, is it Sean McVay, Sean Payton, Chip Kelly, or Mike Leach? Oh, I know the answer to this. It is Sean Payton. Mm. Oh, no, Mike Kelly. Leach. Oh, Mike Leach has it. Oh, he's right. That's his Jewish right. doctorate he from Pepperdine. He does have a degree from Pepperdine. Ooh, we would have both been wrong. All right, Jason. Okay, let's tie this up. Let's last this. question for the tie because okay. we love ties on Know the Foe. The original, pa the original Pepperdine mascot's name was Joe the Pelican. Willie the Wave, King Neptune, or Roland the Wave? Roland the Wave? <laughs> that is one of the options. Well, it is Willie the Wave now. Was it originally is the question. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to say that this is a trick question, and it has always been Willie the Wave. Spencer oh. wins. Roland oh. the Wave. Although all four options were at one time the Pepperdine uh, mascot. King Neptune? Yes. That was before they brought Willie back. Of course it was. Where did yeah. Willie go? Listen, King Neptune was hanging out with Dennis Johnson. I know, but the, the, I looked at the pictures, <laughs> and, and they're frightening. <laughs> but rolling the wave, that's the OG. Who else? We need to look out for who, who else was like a celebrity alum. Oh, Pepperdine's got some. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's Malibu for crying out loud. You got a list, man. I'm going to look that Good up. Stuff, there you go. Man. Know the foe. Spencer gets the win. Mm. Thank you, sir. Yeah, great. I don't know. What do I get? Do I get my fee back <laughs> for, for granting me extra positivity? <laughs> uh, you get a lower fee. <laughs> I feel so kind It's an of adjusted you. fee. So kind yes. of you. By the way, your tires are slashed on your new car. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing I didn't drive it. <laughs> Coming up, BYU Gymnastics ranked in the top 10. Yep. And you may have heard, big hoops night for BYU men's and women's basketball. Which team has the bigger night? I want you to answer that question next, Jason. Okay. This is BYU Sports Nation. Both. Shout out to today's guest, Steve Cleveland. I want to give a shout out to Ben Bagley, too, for allowing us to discuss Pepperdine and Malibu and Jason's crush, Tootie. <laughs> <laughs> you missed any of the show, download the podcast, BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. We also found out Tom Selleck apparently is an alum. Tom Selleck! Hey, we should have grabbed Tom Selleck for the show, but we ran out of time. Yeah, sorry hey, about that. Tom Selleck will take the place of the Dennis Pitta joke. Let's whip it. Okay. Okay.
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Men's hoops playing Pepperdine in Malibu tonight. Cougars 4-5 and five against the Waves at Firestone Fieldhouse. Coverage beginning 8 p.m., excuse me, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on BYU Radio, 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Women's basketball. Hosting 13th-ranked Gonzaga tonight at the Marriott Center. The Cougars 6-0 in WCC play. The Zags also unbeaten in West Coast Conference play. The game of the year to date in the WCC tips off 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain, live on BYU TV. Football. Sione Takitaki spoke with the Detroit Lions and New York Jets at the East-West Shrine game. That's per Walter Football's Charlie Campbell. Other reports have Takitaki meeting with the L.A. Chargers, the Denver Broncos, and America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Gymnastics. BYU currently ranks number six nationally. In the road to Nationals rankings, the Cougars 196.475 recently against Utah is the sixth highest team score posted across the nation this season. Tennis. Men's tennis picked to finish second in the preseason WCC poll. The Cougars tied with Santa Clara and LMU with 63 points. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair finishes eighth at the Bahamas Great Exuma Classic at 14 under par for his tournament on the Web.com Tour. Blair and his beard finished the tournament going six under in his final nine holes, including being number eight on SportsCenter's top ten, holding out from over 100 yards away. Today's rise and shout goes to Tanner Mangum. If you missed our conversation with him yesterday, I really appreciated how real he was to his situation, saying, look, I know I'm not going to get drafted, that's for sure. But I'm going to get my opportunity, mini camps, invites, and you got to make the most of it. And that's what else would you expect from Tanner Mangum? That the guy continues to impress in life. Question of the day What are your expectations for the BYU basketball teams tonight? Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. Doug Heath on Facebook. I expect them to crash the waves and cage the Bulldogs. It'll look like child's play as they chase them out. Okay. Okay. Right, I like it. Well done, Doug. Bigger game, Jason. Tell me that. Women or men? Uh, bigger game, men. Oh, okay. Yeah, bigger game. All right. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jason Shepard, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Keith Clearwater. Win in Malibu and win in Provo. Go Cougs.